Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. So here we are. Another episode of this podcast that we keep doing, Amanda. And uh, it's nice to see your face again. Just, hi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's well, good. It's... We've had a number of uh, number of episodes now, a few recordings with some other people. And it's great to have guests on. I love I love having guests because they bring such a a different dynamic to the to the podcast to the conversation and it really I don't know about you but I feel like those conversations feel like we just could have been at a coffee shop right and just having having a cup of coffee and having a conversation and we just happen to record them you know Maybe yeah not. those are those are the best just um sharpening one another's iron you know yeah. as we yeah. had talked about before just getting together and um you know, whenever we're left alone to our own devices, our our theology gets weird. Um, and I don't care who you are; it just is true. So having um, other other minds to to talk to um, and collaborate with, um, I think, just keeps us more grounded. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's fun to hear stories from other people who are doing stuff and following the Lord and and see where where God has taken them and what He's shown them. That's that's the beauty of also the the family of faith is that we all learn different things at different times for different purposes we all have different experiences and we can learn and grow from each other again iron sharpening iron and all of that jazz so well i happened as we were talking before we got on which we are apt to do uh, i was talking about the sermon that i i gave here in manitowoc on sunday and i i just thought it was great god was really working and speaking to us so i brought up the just the topic um, and Amanda and I have decided this is probably a pretty good topic to talk about today. Um, and so just for the scripture reference, as we begin here, um, I, we're in 1 Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to read verses 15 and 16. And for those of you who uh, don't know, 1 Peter's in the New Testament towards the very end of the Bible and written by the Apostle Peter, uh, the, the guy who uh, had a lot of actually adventures with Jesus, including walking on water and cutting off a guy's ear and claiming, you know, being the first one to really say, Jesus, you are the son of God and that sort of thing. So um, that was, that's awesome. So this is one of his letters he wrote too. And in chapter three of first Peter in verses 15 and 16, we read this, but in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Hmm. So I love how this verse, the, the verse 15 starts off with, not be ready to give an answer. That's not where it starts. It starts, but in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Mm. If we don't do that first, it doesn't matter what our answer is because then, because Christ isn't Lord of our hearts, right? And if he's not Lord of our hearts, then no matter what answer we give might sound real good, but it doesn't stem from the position of surrender to Christ as Lord, right? Because yeah. what does it mean that Christ is Lord? What does that even mean? Yeah, without that foundation, it's just, it really is, um, it's just debate for debate's sake. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, because 
Um, remember, God doesn't really care what we say necessarily. Um, he cares about who we are in him, right? Right. Um, and it, it just reminds me of um, seek first the kingdom of heaven, right? And the rest will be added. If you have set apart in your in your heart that he is Lord, then you're not going to be led astray. Then then um, when you find yourself in situations where people are coming against you, um, you don't falter because you know, you know who Christ is. Amen. And, you know, they can believe me. They cannot believe me. They can do whatever. Doesn't really matter because I know who Christ is. Mm-hmm. and right. so that foundational piece that holiness piece mm-hmm. um doesn't matter what you say or do for god it matters who you are in god mm. right well and and being ready to give an answer like you said if if it's just debate for debate's sake i mean god really doesn't need our defending um he's a big enough god for that uh, what I think he wants to do is partner with us to to share him with the world, right? Is for us to to share how God has impacted our lives. And so by by sharing that, we can say, this is why God Christ is Lord of my life. This is why. Because in him I find these things. And I was, I was talking to the congregation and, and just as I was preparing and thinking about it, so many things were going through my mind. Like, why do we serve Christ as Lord? Well, because of a lot of reasons. One, because he is Lord and he's, he's God of, I mean, think about Jesus. He's Lord, Lord, King of Kings, creator of the universe, savior of the world. He literally spoke, God spoke the world into being with words, right? And not only that, he is a benevolent God. He's gracious, compassionate, loving, forgiving. He's he's a God that I don't have a problem serving because he's awesome, right? It's not like the king who's this bad guy who you're like, I serve because I fear for my very existence. We should. God can, can wipe us out of existence with a word. He literally created with a word. He can wipe from existence from with a word, but he doesn't. He chooses instead to be patient with us, to love us. Um, one of our, our peeps talked about the fact that, you know, if you called up right now to the mayor's office, would you get in to have an appointment with the mayor? I mean, it's, Mantuoc's not that big, but it, you might be put off for a little while before you could get an appointment with the mayor. He said, we have literally every day, any day, all day, any time of day or night, you have an appointment available to you with the creator of the universe. Yeah. We talked about this before, but and it's an invitation, right? Mm -hmm. God is invite because he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't need us. He's holding the whole world in balance. Our little finite existence, I mean, is a blip uncompared, but he desires yeah. a relationship with us yeah, does. um it just it just reminds me um of um you know little kids around okay now if you if you've ever attempted to do a project with a toddler okay um it's exhausting and they're not helpful <laughs> so <laughs> baking cookies or picking up things i mean you invite them because it's exciting and you want them to feel included and you do it 
because you love them. So, right. So if I'm baking cookies with my, with my kids, um, I could do it better than them. And we just, right. I, <laughs> if left alone, it'll be more efficient. It'll be cleaner. Um, we'll get an end result faster, but because of relationship, I'm going to invite them and let them spill all the chocolate chips on the floor and get their hands all sticky and touch everything in vicinity and have a super good time. And when the thing is complete, they taste that much sweeter because they were done with love, even yeah. if they weren't done perfect. And that's that's the image I sometimes have when God invites me into his parties and I know I'm going to mess it up and he knows I'm going to mess it up. But at the end of the day, there'll be cookies, right? <laughs> and metaphorical to the glory, <laughs> metaphorical cookies. Unless you, um, I mean, you're maybe and, baking some more cookies. Maybe, yeah. Um, but he's he's he doesn't need us, but he wants he's because of relationship. Um, if we know who he is, we're not gonna falter, right? Because he he's in control. He's in control of those things. Um, and that keeps us from, that keeps us humble <laughs> to know it who's really to. in control. It, it ought to. It should. It should. Um, but it also gives the sense of purpose and desire. Wow. You know, you know, like that mayor just calling you up and being like, hey, I have an idea about something for city planning. Can I check, check in with you? I mean, that's yeah, never happened to me, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that'd be a cool call. I won't be helpful, but... <laughs> But thanks for thinking of me, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, definitely. God doesn't need us, but he but he wants us. That's the crazy thing. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. Um that's such an important distinction because I think that helps us to put ourselves in perspective that this God of the universe does want us, does want relationship with us, does want to love us and show us love and give us blessings. And be benevolent with a B as in boy, not an M as in <laughs> benevolent. Yes. And it also reminds me of the people around us. God wants them too. Yeah. And you might not looking at this person might think, oh, what do they have to bring to the table? Right. Well, what do you have to bring? But here <laughs> we are, right? All at this table. So there's obviously something, right? right. Um, and who are we to say who is who is um, valuable in the kingdom of heaven, because really he doesn't need any of us. Right. We're all in the same boat. True. Um, and that's why going way back to, I think to episode one, um, <laughs> how does God, you know, how does God see? Yeah. How does he see us? And, and, and how does that change who we are seeing? Yep. Um, just came off of a, of a, you know, they're called um, officer councils. I'm like, is it leadership training? I don't. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a time away with other Salvation Army people where we get encouraged and get some instruction on leading. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else to throw. There's a lot of things thrown into you it. Could call it a retreat um, of sorts. Retreat, but... a retreat, but it's also instruction. Yeah. Also rest. Um, but one of the things that we that we ended up talking about was, do we re, do we need to reevaluate the kind of people we choose for positions of authority? Ooh. And are we choosing people based on 
their resume, mm -hmm. you know, which I mean, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. If you've never met a person, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Or are we evaluating them based on their relationship with God? Mm. You know, crazy, huh? To think about. And but so often we go for those worldly resume stuff mm -hmm. um, and think, oh, well, this is the kind of person I want in charge of X, Y, Z. But going back here to first Peter, are they, do they know who God is and do they know who they, who they are in him? Mm -hmm. And if they have that, they don't need credentials <laughs> because they have the Holy spirit who has all of the credentials in the whole world. And mm -hmm. I think about who Jesus chose and the first disciples and the first apostles. I mean, look at the Samaritan woman at the well, mm -hmm. how she turned from shunned and gossiped about in her community to an evangelist in one afternoon. Yep. <laughs> Why? Because she found out who Christ was. Mm -hmm. That's literally the only thing that changed. Right. Which I think we overcomplicate things in the church oftentimes, right? We, we, and, and there's nothing wrong with degrees and education and resumes that are a mile long and you've done amazing things i'm let's we're not, we're not poo pooing that right what we're what i what i'm hearing from you and what i what i i agree with is all of that it, i go back to uh first corinthians chapter 13 uh when i i'm thinking of it so i'm gonna finish that thought because my brain moves too fast it moves faster than my mouth moves sometimes but we put so much stock in external things that sometimes we forget the internal things. And 1 Corinthians 13 is all, about, it's the love chapter, right? Everybody knows this, it's a love chapter. But it also talks about in that vicinity, if I can do all these miraculous things, if I can speak in all the tongues of men, if I can perform miraculous wonders and signs, but I have not love, then I'm nothing. I'm a resounding symbol. I'm a, I, I don't remember, I'd have to go there. Clanging gong. Yeah. Just poising and noisy and obnoxious and not helpful to the kingdom if I don't love the people that God has entrusted me to love. Um, and I think that starts with loving ourselves, which is a challenge for some people, right? Because uh, some people think by some people, I'm going to be vulnerable a little bit. There are times when I have not loved myself. Um, and it's, it's almost like a like a trying to be humble thing. Like, well, I'm not supposed to love myself. That's a humility thing, except it's not like, that's not humbleness. Mm. If anything, it's false humility, but it's also not helpful because if I don't love myself, how do I know how to love others? Right. When it says love your neighbor as yourself, but you don't know how to love yourself. How are you going to love your neighbor? Mm. Right. But also I've learned uh, through the years, I have a, I'm going to share this story. You know what? It, it came up. I don't think I've shared it on the podcast yet. Um, I was a missionary in Hungary for three years. And during those three years, uh, one, it was an absolutely amazing, transformative time of my life. I was in my um, early mid 20s. And at one point during those three years, the students would have a, a dak nap, which meant a student day. Sorry, sometimes the Hungarian comes faster than the English. Uh, a student's day. And every year, that student's day, they would put on a number of different activities and, and everybody could, could participate. And there's a group of students who put together a blind theater. 
And this, and I don't know that it would necessarily work here, but it worked over there and it was amazing. Um, and I really, really wanted to, to go through it. The premise of the blind theater was that there was only one audience member at a time that was blindfolded. Oh. And brought into a room that they had set up with all these stations and guided by the hand through the, the different stations. And then each station was a scripture verse. Uh, and so you, there was, but there was no communication otherwise. Like you were instructed before you got in the door that we're not going to tell you anything except these Bible verses, like verses, and you're not allowed to talk. So you can't ask questions. So it's, it's, quiet. I would have a hard time. <laughs> well, a lot okay. of us would have a hard time, right? Because you're blindfolded, trusting these random people. You don't even know who has your hand right? Like, cause you're passed off and, and they need you to, at some points to sit down or, or lay down, or they're just, so you, you don't know what's going on. And it's, it's, it's a, that's why it's a, an immersive experience that is, is that much more poignant because one of your main senses, actually two of your main senses, you can't talk, you can't speak and you, you can't see. So two of the main things by which we experience the world are cut off. So now you have other, mm. other things that you're experiencing this thing through. Well, I had, heard, I had been outside the room as people would come out and so many of them were in tears. They had pastors there. They're talking about the experience that they had. And my Hungarian wasn't good enough to really determine like what they were really talking about. But I just kept thinking, oh man, they've, they've clearly experienced something amazing and transformative. They're bawling their eyes out, telling about this experience. It would be so awesome to experience it, but I couldn't. I just, I did. There was no time, and also I didn't speak Hungarian well enough to to understand what they're saying. Well, the next day in the evening, I got a knock on my apartment door, and it was one of the students from this group. And she said, "Jenny, Jenny, come, come with me." Well, it was like nine thirty at night. These kids are supposed to be because okay. So the the school I taught at, some of the about twenty five percent of the students were boarding school students. So they actually stayed in a dormitory and I stayed in an apartment at that same dormitory. These kids were, had a curfew, had to be in bed lights out by nine. I mean, they had school the next day, but they had snuck out for the permission of the house mother, by the way, they came and got me. They're like, come down to the chapel. There's a chapel in the basement. So we went down and they're like all shy and like nervous but they're like, hey, we know you wanted to experience this blind theater. So we set it up down here um, and don't make fun of our English. <laughs> I said, I would never make fun of your English. Like, so they blindfolded me, took me in. And I'll tell you what, like one station was, they sat me down in this chair and it was, they, they put uh, like jam or jelly in my mouth and it was taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> you know how difficult it is to like read the cues of like open your mouth and taste this thing? Yeah. And have the trust that they're not going to put something disgusting in your mouth. <laughs> but, I'll, but, but it was uh, another one was they got me to lay down and they did have to like work to, cause I wasn't understanding the directions. Cause again, they're not talking to me. I'm not talking to them. So the, one of the um, adults who was helping out uh, actually did a leg sweep and just like, <laughs> and they had pads down on the ground, but, and then they rolled me up in a blanket. And then it was the story of Jonah in the big fish. Like, you know, you're 
it was just, it was, it was awesome and amazing. So I get out of this, this experience and I don't know, it was probably 15 minutes and I was bawling. Like I, I understand why all the kids were crying. Cause it was just this amazing experience. And the kids were all like proud and, and I was proud as a peacock of them as well. And like, how, you know, how, what did you think? I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I want to be, you know, if, you, if you're doing it again next year, I want to be a part of it. And we did it next the next year and I got to help on the backside of it. And it was, it was just amazing. But as I, I got back up to my room that night, I realized that was the first time that I, when I, since I had been in Hungary and I'd been there for probably seven or eight months at that point that I let them in, that I let them love me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna, I don't want to tear up, but I'm going to tear up. But like, it was that special of a moment. Like it, cause, cause I can't, you know, I kept thinking, well, I'm the missionary, right? I'm supposed to be the one who's telling them all about Jesus and bringing them on this journey. And, but the fact of the matter was one, they all knew Christ. Like they did, and they probably knew him better than I did, um, really, some of them anyway. But it was the first time I like, I let them love me, mm. you know, like in a way that they could and in a way that I received. Because that's the, that's the thing too. We can say, oh, I love someone, but do you let them love you back? And mm. do you let them love you back in the way that, that they can. And I don't mean like some people show love in aggressively bad ways. And I'm not talking about that because it's not, that's not love, but mm -hmm. I'm saying like, you know, we, we talk a lot about love languages and my love language is whatever. And, and, but do you let people love you in, in the way that like is their love language and do you receive it? And do you mm. let them in? Do you let them see your vulnerability do you let them see and this is nothing to do with first peter chapter three but it and yet it and yet it kind of is because that's a story right be ready to give an answer yeah. well here's here's an answer like all these were bible verses right but mm -hmm. these, these kids all had to like gather together as a group of people to navigate this person through these different stations like one was talking about the load of sin and they put this big heavy backpack on you and like weighed it down and then they release it off of you like the burden of you know this mm. burden of sin has been forgiven in, through christ and just like it walked you through so much of the story of of who we are in christ and it took all of them to do it right and they cared enough to like work extra hard on a night to like Stay up past their bedtime so well, that I can the thing. It's just it's imagining um leaving the ninety-nine for the one, right? Yeah. I mean, I just because there Absolutely. you are in your bed, you know, it's over, right? right. They're taught, you know, you were kind of there, but you were on the peripheral, you know. And then just the thought of there's someone I know that didn't get this. There's yeah. someone I know who didn't experience it. We're going to leave what we're doing. We're going to leave comfort. We're going to go find her and we're going to get her and we're going to, we're going to yeah. make sure, you know, and what, um, what a beautiful testimony that is, um, yeah. you know, well, that sometimes of, we kind of think, get, well, they had their chance. They were, they were yep. there. Well, and they had to get out of their comfort zone. Cause like, not only did they have to like come and find me, 
but they had, I was a teacher, they were students. I'm an American who doesn't speak Hungarian. They had to like, they had to try to pronounce these English words. I mean, none of them were, were proficient mm. in English at the time. And yet they all just like buckled down and, and got out of their comfort zone because they loved me and cared about me. Mm. And from my perspective, like, I hate to say it this way, but I let them, like I, I received it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's an, that's just as important. Are we receiving the love? Well, that's, and that's so good, Jenny. Cause you know, just by vocation of who we are, um, me and you are already dominant personalities. I already know that about you. I know that about me. We tend to be like, if I'm not in charge, I'm at least going to walk around like I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where, how can I help? What can I do? I'm here to right, serve, absolutely. right? Yes, yes, yes. I do know that about you. Oh, absolutely. And so um, me and you are already not great receivers. No. <laughs> um, you know, um, and, and but to think what are, there are things that that the people that God has entrusted to us um, there are there are things they have to offer mm-hmm. and that is sometimes easy to forget yeah because when we're doing and doing and doing for people um to forget n- no actually we're all doing this together right for the glory of god mm-hmm. um and that's such a good thing to, to remember that everyone has something to offer each other right because it's like intermeshing collaborative you know yeah um and i always need reminding of that too because mm-hmm. yeah i'm not the only one in this it's uh, good little, god is good friendship, this friendship that uh has a difficult time letting others do for them i'm not saying just do in general like i i don't mind hey you want to do that thing great you do that thing <laughs> but like doing for us or you know sometimes we like going back, circling back to your toddler story, right? It would be far easier for you to make those cookies by yourself, right? That would be easier, but it wouldn't be better necessarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from a from a larger picture scale, right? Um, we sometimes re, uh, don't allow people to bless us, mm. and so we we rob them of a blessing that they're going to get and and give because we don't let them give Mm. and that's just as problematic as so many other things I mean if we always say no I got this no I got this no I don't need your help no I don't need your help well eventually you're never gonna nobody's gonna ask you if you need help anymore because they're just oh she's just gonna say no why does everyone make me do everything alone right but then also, yeah, sometimes you're right. Sometimes the help is not helpful. But what's the what's the motivation behind it? Mm. You know, everyone, you know, I, 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 I always chalk this up to my dad said it and it, he probably did. He said lots of very, very intelligent, smart things. I love my dad. He's a very super smart guy. But he said, you should be able to learn or get something from everyone. Mm. Everyone, because everyone has something you don't. Oh, that's good. And so in the kingdom of God, 
sometimes we can get big heads about, well, I got this, I got this figured out. I know this, you know, but okay, maybe you do, but maybe that's going to trigger something else to get you thinking about something else. Or maybe, maybe it's going to be a super big blessing for them and going to teach you some humility or what, whatever. I mean, fill in the blank, right? Like you should be able to, if you're open, if you're willing to tumble yourself a little bit, you should be able to receive something, learn from, accept a blessing from everyone you meet. Mm. But you got to be ready and open for that, right? It, it takes some intentionality. Because if you don't, if, you're, if your eyes aren't open to that option, you're just going to treat them like you treat, like, like you're just going about your day, right? Like, no, I got this. I don't need help picking up whatever. I don't need help you know, I, I actually asked um, some peeps here because I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm learning. I, I am teachable. I, I keep saying this. I'm teachable. But uh, hey, can you do this thing? Because I realized that I think I said no too many times. And so people stopped asking. So now I'm like, oh, crud, I do need help. <laughs> so let me ask. And it's amazing. They're like, absolutely. 100%. I would do this because, again, people want to help. And sometimes, yes, it requires more work on your end. But I think what is, you know, if we go, if we go one step bigger, because sometimes we don't ask God either, or we don't mm. receive help from God. Because I think God does search for and, and chase after the one, right? Leaves the 99. Jesus says that in his parable, right? Are we willing to let him come and get us are we mm -hmm. willing to let him come and and bless us and love us or do we push him away yeah so often um um i leave i mean i can only speak for myself but so often consulting god on an idea is like at the bottom of the list oh yeah i probably should do that <laughs> you know um when that's just setting everything up for failure, you know? Um, that's again, seek, seek him first, you know, and the, everything else, the idea, the plans, the means, the thing, it'll, if it's his, if it's coming from him, it'll be taken care of because he doesn't let things fall through the cracks. And I think that's, that's the difference between a good idea and a great idea. Yeah. Is the source, <laughs> the source <laughs> material. Most definitely. <laughs> Well, I think, I think too, we can circle back to first Peter chapter three, you know, set apart or, but in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord and always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Mm. And I think if, if we receive from the Lord, the things that he wants to give us, if we humble ourselves to say, yes, Lord, well, and the other thing we, and we've talked about this, if he wants to give you something, but your hands are full, mm of the things that you're holding on to, he's good. It's going to be really hard for him to give that thing to you. Right. And so if we drop our, if we drop our stuff that we've held on to for years, that could be the past. It could be the future. I mean, I think sometimes more than the past hurts, it's the future possibilities that sometimes mm. we hold on to even more. Like, and I'm not even saying all positive or all negative. It's a mixture of both. Like, the, we sometimes hold on to, well, in the future we can, or in the future I'm terrified of this thing, or in the future I'm whatever. Mm. 
we need to let go of the past, the present, the future. Because we know that God doesn't change past, present, or future. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It says that in the book of Hebrews. And if we, if we can do that, setting apart Christ as Lord, receiving from him, then, then sharing our stories, the reason for the hope that we have is because this is what I've seen God do in my life. This is what I've experienced God do in my life. This is what I've seen God doing in the lives of other people. Well, isn't that what scripture is? People's hope hope written down. Because it's easy to, it's sometimes easy to forget. Like these are real people and real things that really happened. And God showed up. They're just really ordinary, regular people. Yeah, absolutely. They got a a glimpse of the reason for their hope. Mm. And we're lucky enough to write it down. Yep. But if you imagine... The stories that exist that weren't written down. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, people, someone asked me, what are we going to do in heaven? You know, what just lay around on a cloud, you know? <laughs> but I said, that'd be pretty lame. But, <laughs> but to actually see, right, all of time and all of history and all the ways that God, yeah. I mean, it would just take eternity just to, to sit and listen to stories. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, I'd love to hear stories of Moses, of Peter, of Noah. Right. What was it like to be on that ark with all those animals? Dark and smelly. Yeah. Right. What was it like (laughs) to lead a million people out of Egypt across dry land? Um, What was the logistical challenge? I mean, for crying out loud, a million people. Holy cow. Like, how did that even work? You know, my, my logistics brain is going, I don't know how you did it, dude. But they had, but even like Ben from Connecticut or, you know, Kim from Korea or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Like just, yeah, you're, yeah. But yeah, some random guy from some random time or, you know, (laughs) or uh, Joe who was, you know, on the, on the boat in uh, Alaska you know, in 1857 and he, you know, whatever, whatever, right. We don't even know, but I I know that God is good and that he is constantly working and he's constantly big. And it's just like, wow. You know, when you sit and think about the, the people, even that, you know, in your own sphere and to think God is continually pursuing them and reaching some, you know, and if you just take people from where they were. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes we talk about how do some Christians become old curmudgeons who are just hateful and mean. I think it's because they've forgotten hope. Yeah. They forgot, you know, again, back to this, they've, they've forgotten the hope of, of, of who Christ is yeah. and just started doing stuff to just do stuff. Yeah. But I got too much ADD to not, follow someone who's fun (laughs) there you go there you go and it keeps it he keeps in an adventure every day uh living uh living and working through the holy spirit is yes a daily adventure and so i don't know if you can hear it can you hear the lawnmower outside 
I don't think so. Okay, that's good. I wonder if the record the re, the the recording will hear it. So so I've got one of my volunteers. Uh, it has rained all day, but he is. It's it, it was pretty dry to start, so he is out there mowing lawn. And so every time he swings by the the window, I like mute. So I hopefully doesn't catch too much of that. But no, this oh Amanda, this has been great. Um, we could talk for hours longer, but I know that we both have some other things we got to get done for today. But thank you so much for popping on and having this conversation with me. I didn't think I'd get quite this vulnerable and we didn't even really talk too much about first Peter. We'll, we might have to revisit that on another day, but um, I guess we could, you know, wrap it up by saying, let, let God love you. Let him give you what he wants to give you. But in order to do that, you have to let go of what, what the world has given you. Mm. You know? and it can be hard to do that because we we hold on to those things we want those things we crave those things we you know that we think are satisfying but aren't they'll never satisfy J jesus is the only one who can satisfy mm. but then also i think too from a because I think we've talked about this, maybe not, but you have the horizontal relationship and the vertical relationship, right? The vertical relationship is your relationship with God. The horizontal is your relationship with other people, right? And mm. with God, give him all that you are. And oh my gosh, he will bless you immensely and amazingly. And, you know, setting apart in your heart, Christ as Lord is a very easy thing. If you know who he is, like surrendering to him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, is an easy decision if you understand who he is mm -hmm. because he is a benevolent savior. He cares and loves and forgives and is compassionate and it's amazing to serve him. And he's, you have no reason to fear unless you don't serve him, right? Because he yeah. and, and be king of kings of the, of the whole world. Um, but secondarily, we have our horizontal and that's the, hey, everyone has something to give to teach. Um, and if we're looking, we can learn and, and be, and receive from everyone. We just got to be open. For sure. Yes. My final thought actually comes from a little bit further down um, in chapter huh? four of first Peter number seven. Okay. The end of all things is near mm -hmm. therefore be alert and sober minded um, so that you may pray. Be alert and sober. So keep things in perspective. People, relationships, you, God, yep. be alert, be sober-minded, um, take things, take, take your spirituality serious. Yeah, absolutely. Seek God first, right? And then you're going to be able to, to pray and receive and mm -hmm. love and all of those things that we want. Yeah. Let people love you. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I had to learn it the hard way and I bawled my eyes out and it was embarrassing, but they loved me anyway through my embarrassment. So anyway. Yeah. And I love you, Jenny. And I, I know you. that you love me. And um, we love the Lord together. Yes, we do. I love serving him every day. Such a good God. So, all right, friends, we're going to conclude this episode. We'll catch you another time. But uh, remember... That God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you next time.